Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a very special mini episode before the paywall Patreon preview to superhero stuff you should know. This is the Bat Ben, and with me is Speed Drew. And together, I'm ready. we've seen the Flash. <laughs> we're here to give our comments, non-spoilers, and we're going to be very good with that because you know that I hate that. You know we hate that shit. We were trying our best to not be spoiled going in. I was off social media for like two weeks in the lead up for it. No, I don't know if it really helped. But um, we're going to give our thoughts and stuff, and, and we will refrain from giving spoilers. Obviously, if you've never seen any of the trailers and stuff, and you don't know anything at all, then maybe this will ruin some stuff. But if you've seen the trailers, we'll keep to what's you know in the trailers and stuff. So, uh, And like, uh, if you don't want to hear like any adjectives or metaphors even, analogies <laughs> about this movie, then even... Maybe just watch something else because yeah. it's hard to like not spoil anything at all. But yeah, we're gonna try to be as non-spoilery as possible for this one. Yeah, yeah, we will. So, all right. In terms of thoughts, uh, I know Andrew wanted me to go first, so I'll, I'll jump into it. It's good. It's a soft thumbs up. I have reservations though uh, on this, and I'll, I'll again, this is non-spoilery, so I'm not going to go too much into detail on it. But we'll go into more detail on Monday, but. I feel a similar way to this that I felt about Across the Spider-Verse that, like, less than 100 of you actually watched on YouTube. But, um, <laughs> they didn't this... watch that? That was a big movie of the time. <laughs> not to our audience, I guess. At least At not on At the YouTube. time! Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of hyperbole around this movie, whether it's Tom Cruise or Stephen King giving endorsements or people saying it's like one of the best superhero movies ever made. I think Umberto over at The Wrap said it was like, deserves to be in the same conversation as Superman 78 and Batman 89. Uh, guys, just keep your expectations in moderation because like, no. It is, is it good? Yes. Is it worth watching? Yes. Is it going to have a fun time? Yes. But is it like one of the greatest ever? I didn't think so. Is it the best DC film since The Dark Knight? Personally, I don't think The Dark Knight's the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. Like, it's there's a bunch of comic book movies we've had since 2008 that are good, if not better, uh, than this. And, uh, I mean, this still is in there. Again, like, this is still good, but did it completely blow my mind? No. Uh, so don't go in expecting it to be one of the best superhero films ever made, is what I said. If you lower that expectation and it surpasses it and you feel it, it is then all I've really done is help lower your expectations and give you an even better time in that case. But the reasons why I say that without giving anything away is that 
there's one challenge that might be specific to being a fan to these characters, which is the fact that, uh, in a way, if you know the canon or you've seen other adaptations, you've kind of seen a version of this before. This is not the first adaptation of Flashpoint or the Flash's origin and stuff. So as somebody who kept up with the different adaptations over the years, and this is ironic considering I'm a Batman fan when there's like a hundred different adaptations, but it, it, it unfortunately just kind of felt like I've seen a version of this before and I've seen it done better and more emotional. That doesn't mean that what they did was bad. It just, it kind of took something away from it versus I felt if I went in not knowing the canon, not having seen the stuff or not having seen, um, you know, any Flash adaptations or hadn't even done the show to go over a million different Flash scripts uh, that <laughs> came into this, I might've felt like I might've felt a little bit more with it with it. But instead I just, I can't help but compare that. Like there's certain things in this where I'm like, look, I feel like I, I, they did this better in the CW show at, at parts. And, uh, you know, we'll go more into those in the specific beats, the spoilers, but I just, I wanted to, I wanted to like a lot of it more, but it's just like, I've, I feel like I've seen this though is kind of what was, was holding <laughs> me back at times. Oh man. Uh, so I don't know how you felt about that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, is there a downside sometimes to being a fan where I've seen so many different versions and then you see another variation and inevitably it's just not going to hit in the same way. Cause now my, I mean, this is like the third adaptation of flashpoint really, you know, if we count the animated movie, the CW show and this. So I'm like, uh, is it really the movie's fault or, is it, I mean, not really my fault either as somebody who's consumed all this stuff. It's a weird thing that I'd never really thought about that until this. That said, I thought the CW show version of Flashpoint was god-awful, so this is way better than that in terms of showing how different that world is. <laughs> but even eliminating the specter of the like the CW show over this and previous adaptations, the script does feel muddled to me. Uh, it does feel a little all over the place. Again, I feel similar to how I felt with Across the Spider-Verse. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm getting old. I just turned 35. I'm just not down for how stories are told these days, I guess, where it's a little bit more ADD. And I'm like, could we just keep this to something a little bit more focused and emotional on the on the handful of characters we got? And it said it feels like we're we're so caught up in the multiverse shenanigans and high stakes. And I'm just like, yeah, but like some of the hero's character development kind of feels like, oh, yeah, we got to do that, too. Uh, and it doesn't feel like this is the only one. I don't think the Flash <clears throat> movie is uh, necessarily the only one to that. It might actually do it better than others, but the, it's not the first time where we've sat down or to watch a superhero movie recently and we're just like, eh, it kind of feels like the arc was sort of thrown in there at times. This one, it, it felt a little bit more with it, but at the same time, I personally felt that there, there, there are parts where I'm just like, all right, but let's, let's get back to this other thing. Um, other thing to deal with is that in terms of Barry, in terms of the Ezra Miller factor, regardless of what's happening, what happened behind the scenes or who Ezra Miller is behind the scenes or what they did, I just find this version of Barry to be annoying. Uh, <laughs> and the second version of Barry, the longer haired version you see in the trailer is even more annoying, but deliberately so. And they do acknowledge how annoying Barry is, but it's just not a characterization I like. I think it was at least tolerable in Justice League because Flash wasn't the main character, but here Barry's the lead, and there's two of them. 
so I got to admit, I was kind of just waiting for Keaton to come in at a certain point. Uh, but it's it's something I feel like I'd still feel like if the actor wasn't in the middle of a ton of accusations, like if that was never around, if I didn't hear anything about this actor outside of this, I still think I felt this way about this Barry before all this. And knowing the problems that are there or have been there or have been reported didn't really help. So if you're annoyed by Ezra Miller's Barry, I don't think this movie really changes your opinion. If you've been critical with the visual effects, this movie really doesn't change your opinion. I mean, the, there's a, there's some part of it where I felt like half of it's kind of an animated movie. Uh, but uh, you can definitely tell at times when it's Ezra and when it's a double with Ezra's face kind of deep faked. Uh, in terms of the Batman, because I think a lot of you are tuning in for the Batman stuff, Ben Affleck does okay with the time he has. The action he gets is really cool, as it's usually been. Action's been the biggest strength of Affleck's tenure. In terms of performance, I personally don't think he topped what his Batman was in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Affleck himself thinks this is his best Batman shit, according to that interview that he did. But characterization-wise, <laughs> I, I mean, I think his Bruce scene was better than his Batman scene. His Batman scene was still good, action-wise. But it's also like, don't expect the Batman from BVS in certain ways because he's still somewhat lighter than what we see in the Snyder films. It's not exactly what Whedon did with, with Justice League, but it's not too far off either and, and not like in a terrible way. It's, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Keanu Reeves' Batman from like Super Pets or like a less over-the-top Lego Batman in a way. It, it's light. It's a lighter version. Uh, the blue and gray suit... The colors look cool. The actual suit itself, just the motocross shit, just just makes makes it the worst of the Affleck suits. Uh, it's just I wish that stuff wasn't there because otherwise he looks good in it. As what's likely Affleck's last go, it's okay. I don't think it brings down his Batman. His Batman's already a victim of like too many cooks in the kitchen anyway. But it doesn't really elevate him either. I think he just needed a solid solo movie with better characterization. And he wasn't down to do that. He felt like his heart wasn't in it. And that's absolutely fine because we need more of his stuff like Argo and Air. So I'm cool with it. Um, so, yeah, I felt like his best performance and biggest showcase is still Batman versus Superman, even though that has the worst characterization deliberately because he's meant to be a Batman who lost his way. And the movie with his best characterization, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is one where he's got the smallest part because he's a, a part of an ensemble. And it's a four-hour cut that only... I mean, let's face it, pretty much the, our audience and us saw. So it's it's difficult, you know. He's kind of going to come down as like a guy who had all this potential, had great moments, but it's kind of difficult, you know, in terms of ranking him, I feel. But we all know why you're watching this, which is what did I think of Michael Keaton's Batman in The Flash? And I got to say, I think Michael Keaton is the best part of this movie. My biggest fear going in was wondering, is this going to be another fucking Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull thing, or one of those Terminator sequels where you're just like, yeah, Arnold, you should just stop. You know, this is just it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And But after seeing it, they avoided doing that. I, I don't think everyone's going to love what they did, partially because I think everyone has built up what a Keaton return could be like ever since Batman Returns 30 years ago. So if you go in with a set list of what you want to see, you might get disappointed. But if you go in with an open mind, you're down for whatever, this is solid. Uh, and once he shows up, I feel like it elevates the movie. It feels more mature. And I've kind of wondered over the years and in doing this podcast, you've even heard me 
be like, well, like, I do like Keaton, but, like, Kilmer seems to have these elements that I wish that were there. Or, you know, other versions arguably have a more faithful and deeper characterization. So I'm like, well, is Keaton really my favorite, or is it just because he was the first guy I saw? And then when watching this, I'm like, okay, this is a new performance from him. Does it ruin it? Does it elevate it? And I will say that it, it basically helps solidify that there is something about his presence in the suit that just feels right to me that I don't really get from any of the other actors as much as I like the other actors. Again, I like Batfleck. I'm a Batfleck fan. I wore a Batfleck suit in some past episodes. Batfleck still gets a cool action sequence, but Keaton's Batman in this wipes him off the map in the same movie. Now, this isn't quite what I had wanted in terms of something that was like a Cobra Kai or Top Gun Maverick thing where they deepen him even further from your childhood and make him even more interesting or more emotional than the version you grew up with. It doesn't quite reach that level, but I think the big reason why is you guys got to remember, this is not a Batman movie. This is still The Flash. So he's not the main character in this. For what he has, it's good. I wish there was more, but again, he's not the main character in this. Remember, Thomas Wayne Batman in Flashpoint was also a supporting character. He wasn't the main character. This is Keaton's Batman, though, arguably at his most super heroic. You've seen it in the trailers. You know he has a lot more flexibility than he did back in 89 and Returns. <laughs> he moves closer to how you've seen in the Arkham games or Batfleck in the, you know, the famous warehouse scene in BVS. No, there's no goddamn explanation for how he's able to move like that at 70 because it doesn't fucking matter. He's Batman. So overall, as a Flash movie, as a DC movie, it's better than what we've seen before. Still could have been better, but I did enjoy it. As the return of Michael Keaton's Batman specifically, I am happy. I think our fans will at least like that aspect of it. Maybe there'll be more debates on the other stuff. So that's my spiel. How about you? Well, I liked it. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll see, see you later, guys. guys. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, before we get to mine, I'm going to interview you about yours a little more. Sure, so, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, what... What so since the Dark Knight Rises, what DC movie you think is better than this? Uh, I think I still like the Justice League cut more. Oh, this. okay, yeah, the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. The Batman more, but I mean, it's it's also mm. it's tough too because uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League you could see is kind of in the same wheelhouse because there are you know DC ensemble elements, whereas the Batman is not trying to be that at all. And is very much pulling from, you know, major cinematic crime stuff, trying to be a noir thing. So it's like, it is tough to compare. But I will say, like, I probably, The Flash is more fun for sure. But in terms of as a movie, I would still rank The Batman above it. Okay, so I don't think I liked it, like, way more than you did. But I think I liked it 5 to 10% more than you did. I didn't I actually, I didn't know you didn't like... Uh, like uh, Ezra's performance, I thought so. I, I liked honestly his, didn't know either until I saw this. I liked his be performance fair. because I think Ezra can really emote. And look, we're going to kind of just talk about the movie here, guys. Not mm -hmm. the things surrounding the movie. We've talked about that in other podcasts, so go see that. So the, all that stuff out aside. Now going. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to go back to the movie itself. Okay. So, um, I thought he, I thought they emote very well, extremely well. Like I, he's, 
He's crying in. Uh, they're crying in a lot of shots, uh, and because of the, <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil stuff, but just because of the events in the movie, and for me, I know some people really don't like that. They're like, uh, he's too much of a wuss or something. But I like that kind of thing. Okay, I think that's cool. I liked his performance. I do think that, like hardcore, <laughs> like. Barry fans are I think he I think Ezra's performance is a little more neurotic mm-hmm. uh but you know what I I know it probably sucks for like hardcore flash fans but for me that's just a little bit more casual than that I I like Ezra's stamp on it I think in that way and the fact that they're playing two different people completely differently I totally bought that. And it's like he's... uh, The other character is like a Bill and Ted, but even more of a stoner type. Mm. And and the other one is, you know... I can't... I I don't know how much I can say. But anyway, they're very different. And I thought that the... That dual performance was great. And to me, the comedy worked most of the time, I think. Uh, To me... Outside of Batman movies, I probably would say this is the best DC movie since in the past, in recent years. Well, I mean Justice League has Batman in it. Okay, so since wait, the wait, dark, wait. since the Batman. dark, since the Dark Knight, I would say I would say Zack Snyder's Justice League and this movie, The Flash, are probably mm-hmm. the best DC movies. It's better than. Both to me, I know that like the James Gunn Suicide Squad has its fans, and I that one was like a five point five or a six to me. Yeah, I'm with you know, you on that. I like didn't think ultimately, it was that great, but yeah, it's just a lot better than that other one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and you know, Birds of Prey and all that, and and everything. So, and it's just uh, like a fun sci-fi romp of a film, really. Uh, I love how they really like, forgive the pun, but just ran with their insane concept all the way through. And the movie is pretty fast paced. This movie is fucking moving most of the time. They do take emotional breaks. And when the emotional scenes happen, they're interesting. And whenever Bruce Wayne is saying some deep ass shit, and a lot of that was in the trailer, it sounds great. Like it's, it's Ooh. just so emotional. Like they're talking about their parents and how tragedy defines them. Again, this is in the trailer. So like just stuff like that. And I was a big fan of those scenes and all the dialogue to me pretty much hit. Um, I'm trying to think of like how, what else I can say without spoiling it. Like there were, okay. Yeah, I do agree. The El Mayimbe, formerly Latina review, Umberto mm. Gonzalez, I think is his mm. name. Yeah. That like pinned tweet he's had for months of talking about how <laughs> it should be in the same conversation as Batman 89. It's a little bit like, hold your horses, dude. Like this, mm. <laughs> if you guys don't know, if this is your first episode you're watching of us, you know, we've been following this movie, of course. And it, it, people were talking about this movie like it was like Jesus was coming back. Like mm. it, it was absolutely insane the type of uh you know hype buzz and hype around this movie kind of nuts it's not 
quite that level. But I will say, in the way that Top Gun Maverick felt like, oh, fuck, this is a movie. I did kind of get that feeling watching this movie. It did feel like big and like a lot of Hollywood movies back in the day were big, but floundered. This movie was big and pretty much kept it together and was like, it wasn't as good as Maverick, but it, it did, you know, like I'm not trying to start any beef because I love the Marvel universe. Okay. But I, can we agree that Marvel focuses more on their scripts and their characterization? which is why they succeed. Marvel cinematography generally and their VFX sometimes suffer. Okay? There are some shots in Justice League like the Dawn of the De- the D- Day of the Dead scene with Superman. There's BBS. a shot of Superman BVS. Mm. If you can remember that shot or pull up that shot. Like it is that's one of the scenes I remember. Like, it's just awesome cinematography. Mm-hmm. Just the one still. It's beautiful. I don't feel like we've gotten that with Marvel stuff because they focus on the script way more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I forget what my ultimate point here was the flash, but the, the, the cinematography is not quite to BVS level, probably not Larry Fong or whoever shot that, mm. but it's, uh, it's probably better than, a lot of the Marvel films. DC, so far, in my opinion, generally has a little bit better cinematography mm-hmm. uh, than Marvel. Mar- the MCU is the greatest TV show on Earth. Um, that's how I view it. And I, I don't mean that derisively. I just think that it's kind of got a lot of TV DNA in it, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Again, I love all the movies. I've seen all all of them, so don't please don't hate me here. Uh, so, um, I like... The villain, I'm not going to say much more about that. I could have done more with that. I could have done more with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, we didn't really get enough. But she, I agree. But what's good, though, is they don't overuse anybody at the same time. So it's kind of a toss-up. Like, they're not, they're, not, they're not throwing Batman right in your face just to get Batman in your face. Like, he right. comes it in right... He, and he comes in right when the plot needs him, and they and Supergirl comes in right when the plot needs her. Mm-hmm. So, pe- movies are a little bit better about this kind of thing than they used to be. Like <clears> the <throat> movies back in the day, where like in the '90s or in 2000s, where characters just like show up out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what the fuck is he doing here? You know. Mm-hmm. So, like that was good, um, and like the further the movie goes along the more and more it's like a Rick and Morty episode. And I mean that, I mean that kind of in a good way because a Rick and Morty episode will have like a sci-fi concept and then push that concept to the fucking limit. Uh, you know, and that's kind of what this movie does. And you do feel the ramping tension near the end. And I was a, I was into that. I was really into that. Um, God, a lot of the things I didn't like are spoilery. Yeah, let's so just we'll, say we'll wait till Monday. Yeah, there were some things that were spoilery that I didn't love. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you know, I liked it overall. I think it was pretty good. It's just not Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> in movie form, you know, <laughs> he is in it, but it's not Jesus. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> 
I didn't say anything. For him. I didn't say anything about Keaton. Real quick. Yeah. I know we got to end soon, but Keaton's Batman was awesome. Uh, he had an awesome fight scene. Like he's, let's just say he's using the belt. He's using his gadgets, mm-hmm. not just punching, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and <coughs> dude, I, you know, he's on HGH or whatever the fuck he's on testosterone. He's, <laughs> he's 70, but he's moving, dude. It does, mm-hmm. Dude is Batman. I don't give a fuck. He's got a guy in a bat suit. I'm not mm-hmm. going to worry about how much Metamucil he needs, you know? Mm-hmm. So prune juice and shit. So, uh, they, yeah, they, and he's, he's smart. He's always yep. figuring out shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one thing that I didn't love about him, but we'll save that for later. Right. Um, so, uh, I think that's it. Um, I thought I had more questions for you, man, but mainly it was like, what's, which one did you, how would you rank them? But I think oh, it yeah. might, might be on the same ish page since then. But mm-hmm. anyway, DC is on the upswing even before gun takes over in earnest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with Aquaman too, but you know, we'll see that when we get there. Not holding out my hopes, but. <laughs> and blue beetle also, everybody's forgetting about the blue beetle. Apparently the first DCU character he said recently on the uh, Michael Rosenbaum podcast. So he confirmed right. is going to be part of it. Fucking why not? Probably because it doesn't get in the way of anything else. No. It's probably so self-contained. Yeah. So uh, they're like, yeah, fuck it. Blue Beetle. First mm-hmm. one. Let's just get, yep. let's get this party started. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah. I, I mean, look, I loved how emotional it was. Like the, some of the emotion you see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of that. Yep. And like... Yeah, the, there's that emotional core, and then you build your spectacle from that, but never forgetting your emotional core. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was just written very well. And Christina Hodson is a great screenwriter. So I uh, can't wait to see what else she brings us. And that's it, Ben, nice. and audience. So we'll dive more into spoilers, as I'm sure people are interested in in knowing more. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to spend the rest of, uh, well, first off, uh, we are going to be dropping an episode Monday where we'll have the spoilers in it, deep dive stuff, all the things that we noticed as kind of like connections, references and stuff. But before that, if you really want our spoilery take, we are actually going to be guest starring uh, on The Flash podcast with Andy, who you remember from the last episode that we did about The Flash on the Berlanti script. And that will be at The Flash podcast on the DCTV podcast YouTube site that will be aired live on at 10 a.m. PST Saturday, June 17th. Uh, Both Andrew and I will be there. It'll be our first live public show. We do live shows with the Patreon, but this will be the first live public show. So uh, that'll be good for us. And uh, yeah, we're going to, after this behind the paywall, we're spending the rest of the $5 Patreon talking about the other Unmade Flash projects, the ones we haven't covered on the main show. Yes, there were others. Uh, And uh, the long, long road it took just to get to this movie. That we just Woo! reviewed. So that's right. Uh, check that out if you want to be part of the five dollar tier. Okay, so cool. now we are going behind the paywall, and you can check the rest of this episode out at Patreon.com/slash Superhero Stuff Pod, and it will be at the five dollar tier. Uh, cancel anytime. You could binge us for a month and then be done with it. So uh, yeah, we're going behind the paywall now. <laughs>
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 